Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I'm here with my lovely wife. We're in a box right now. Recording, I was going to say filming, but we're recording (laughs) an episode of Relationship Theory from our little podcast studio because it is essentially right before Christmas, the house is a house again. It's not an office right now. Yeah, all our sets have like been transformed into bedrooms for the mother and the mother-in-law and the yes. family and the siblings. And so Word. everyone's basically working in the kitchen. Word. And uh, yeah, so we are now in the podcast room. So if we sound different, that's why. That's why. It's kind of fun go. in here, though. Very intimate. It is. I will give you that. And it'll be interesting to see if it changes the dynamic at all because yeah. we're just the two of us. When I record... Um, like an AMA by myself in here, it is very different. It's really, really interesting. When you're by yourself, you just get into a different zone. Mm-hmm. All right. Having said that, let's do, this. do we have a question? We do. Well, let's do iTunes oh, yeah, review we of the our, week. There it is. This is from NSHC24. I keep mentioning relationship theory bits to my husband and family because they are so illuminating of a healthy relationship. Tom and Lisa have great chemistry together, obviously. Oh, thank you very much. N S H C twenty four. That's a very catchy name. <laughs> I know. I'm but guessing it like says something. But. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so thank you for that. And guys, we do read out um, reviews of the week. So if you are listening to this on podcast, which I guess is the only way you can listen to this, this episode, so um, yeah, this episode. So go uh, to iTunes and rate and review us, and uh, we can read out your review. Um, all right, and so guys, if you do have any questions, please submit them to connect at impacttheory.com. We will happily um, read them out. And if you'd like to stay anonymous, please just mention that and we absolutely will keep you anonymous. All right, now on to the questions. This is from Kelsey Lee McGowan. I'm very curious on how one becomes very secure and trusting in relationships, especially coming from two abusive relationships and now having my first healthy one. I still have times of great insecurity that I've had to work through, wanting some extra tips or feedback on how to fast track this. Well, I don't think there is a way to fast track trust, but I think that getting to zero, getting to a neutral place, because I think she's working from a deep place of distrust and being into... Um, what word did she use? Did she say abusive? Um, from two abusive relationships, yeah, yeah. So being in an abusive relationship, A, obviously is horrible. If you're in one, immediately begin the process of extracting yourself from that. And I don't say that thinking that it's easy. I just say that saying that is absolutely critical to your safety, your mental health, all of that. Um, so if she's been into, that's that's something she needs to really look at in herself and figure out how she got there because I think that's going to be a clue to her as to how she's going to get back to zero as rapidly as possible, like figuring out where are the areas 
um, of distrust from those relationships? What were the things in her personality that led her to being attracted to that, drawn to that? Because I'm guessing there was something even before that, whether the way that she grew up, who knows, but mm. something somewhere along the lines planted a seed that allowed her to not be in one but two abusive relationships. And I think until that's really identified, understood, and processed through, it's going to be very hard to get to an even playing field because the the mistrust that she's carrying into the relationship is is going to be wow this is actually really complex so it's going to be partly that um all of us are bringing the lessons that we've learned from life and so if she was in abusive relationships the lessons she has learned is that people do bad shit and so that's real and asking her to pretend like that wasn't real is very hard so now it becomes how do you differentiate between the people who are likely to do bad shit and the people who aren't and that becomes can I trust myself? Can I trust my ability to read people? Which is why she's going to have to unpack whatever led her into that situation in the first place. Because I think when people get burned by people, there's like they're actually distrusting themselves. They're distrusting their ability to read what is real, what is not. That's where like she has to figure that out. So part of the reason that I am so insanely comfortable with you, like even in the very beginning, was I trusted my ability to read like where you were in terms of the relationship, how you felt, like what your vibe was. Um, and to give you an idea, like I had been in other relationships, none of them long or serious. And the reason that they had never been long and serious was there wasn't that level of connection. There wasn't that level of trust. I didn't feel that. And I'll use that word very intentionally. And just to really um, explain why I'm hitting the word feel so hard, think of emotions as the language of the subconscious. The subconscious can process, they say, vaster and faster. So it's far significant um, a significantly larger amount of data than your conscious mind can process, and it can do it a lot faster. And what it kicks up as its form of communication is a feeling. And you don't have to know necessarily what the feeling means, but you should definitely look at why am I having this feeling? And so I had been in relationships where they just gave me a vibe that mm -hmm. like, hey, this is fun and it's kind of playful and I'm interested enough to keep going. But yeah, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to open myself up to this person. Um, when I met you, it was just totally different right from the jump, literally from the jump, mm -hmm. the first date, not love at first sight or anything like that. But I was like, wow, like this is just 10x more interesting than any other date that I've ever been on. So I think really understanding um, how much of the mistrust is her bringing something into the relationship that is really from, you know, back before that. And it's interesting, like having to process through all that stuff, like oof, it's slow, it's long, it's fairly arduous work. But at the end of the day, I think that it's critical. So um, I, the very succinct answer to that is there's no shortcut on this one. Mm. You're going to have to do the the work in yourself and you're going to have to keep the um, the lanes of communication open. And then my fantasy for everybody that's been in a hard situation is to understand how you got into the bad situation before and then be able to reset to zero. Mm. Because you and I both know people, they just can't reset. Yeah. And so they're bringing anger, hurt, frustration, distrust, aggression, um, all of that into the new relationship. And think of like, this is people are going to react weirdly to this, but it's true. So think of people the way that you think of a dog. If you come into a room and you've got like an aggressive, weird vibe, the dog's going to snap and snarl at you. Mm. Such is the nature. People are the same that we have like we pick up on other people. If other people are coming at us and they're being harsh, we're going to respond the same. We're going to get defensive. And so if you bring that into your relationship, no matter how much reason you have for that, 
you set the tone and it's not a great tone in the new relationship. Yeah, um, I love that. But the only other thing I will say is sometimes it's hard to just say I'm starting from scratch, right? I'm going to zero. So one thing that I would also suggest is if you really feel like this person is someone that you can really trust, it's the first person and, you know, the last few relationships that you really feel like comfortable with, I would say it's actually a great opportunity to test, the, not test them because I don't know. I was going to say, you need yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah open yourself up to them and see how they respond. So if it was me, in fact, going back before I even met you, I was in a relationship for four years from like 14 to 19 and he wasn't nice to me at all and there was definitely verbal abuse and a couple of times pushing, but um, I don't know. I don't think you've ever said that he pushed you before. Oh, yeah. What's his address? Really? I've never told you. I don't think so. Oh, Mm. yeah, he pushed me up against the wall once and put his hands around my neck once. What? Yeah, his mum had to come in. What? this is insanity. What? How did I know? I did tell you no, this. No lies. You've got a bad, you have a Admit- bad memory. Yes. So admittedly, in our early days, I definitely told you. You had to have told me so <laughs> no, early. We're having this like live. This is great. Um, It must have been early for sure. But here's the thing. I don't like to play a victim or be like, I don't know why I don't really talk about it much. To be honest, it was like being young and stupid. And I think wow, I absolutely provoked crazy. him and pressed his buttons what? on purpose. So, oh God. We won't derail the entire episode, but that what you just said is terrifying. Really? You did not make him choke you. Let's just start with that. Sure, but I think That's that... what you just said. You said, I provoked and pushed his buttons on purpose as if somehow you were yeah, trying to get him not, to choke you. No. That's pure fucking insanity. And that's like 10x crazy. But I get it. You guys were really young. Yeah, and I mean, look. Ultra it's... stupid. But remind me to punch him in the throat because yeah. that's crazy. And this is the guy, for people that don't know, he actually threw a brick through my car window on the night before we got married. Yeah. Oh, um, I wanted to see him that night. Yeah. More than I can tell um, you. Yeah, it's funny. I guess I don't hold on to it. And maybe that's why I'm just like kind of flippant about it. Like I never wanted that to really like what we're talking about now, like come into my new relationship. And I right. know that I did tell you. I may not have like. Maybe at the time we were just kind of newly dating, so it didn't. And I was young and not the person I am now, and so sure. Right. So, but in saying that, when I first started dating you, I absolutely had an um, a thought and a feeling about opening up and being vulnerable, and you know, to your new partner. And I remember because you had never been through that yourself, you were so kind of like, I don't understand why you're being cagey. I don't understand why you're being. like you're not giving yourself over. Like I remember you kind of saying little things like that. And because you were so like, I don't understand it, it allowed me to kind of try and articulate it. And then at the same time as I'm trying to articulate it, I'm like, wow, like it's true. I'm kind of bringing this onto my new relationship and here's a great guy that's being super sweet and I'm reacting to something that, you know, has obviously an effect from my past relationship. So I very much quickly changed and try to open up and be more comfortable around you. But I did almost use it as a test, if I'm going to be honest, right? Like, if I say X, Y, and Z, how is he going to react? If I say, look, I'm really sensitive to you shouting, for instance. I don't think I ever said this to you, but this is what I would do. If I'm really sensitive to someone shouting because it reminds me of a past relationship with someone I used to be shouting at, etc., um, I would be honest and say, look, 
I totally understand this is just me. But right now, because of my past relationships, when you raise your voice to this level, it does make me back feel like I'm backed into a corner. It does shut me down. So if you can be honest with your new relationship with these things, then you can do it together as a partnership to then help you through opening up. And in that, I think there's a massive bonding opportunity there as well. Totally. I think that's very well said. And adding to that, I'll say that anybody worthy of trust is not going to have a problem earning that trust Mm. as long as you're not a pain in the ass about it. Because I'll just tell you right now, if I was with somebody and it was like, fuck, they're like being aggressive and like pushing back and like so closed off and like acting damaged Mm -hmm. is like, okay, in the beginning of a relationship, I don't have time for that shit. Like, that's crazy. Um, but at the same time, like one of one of my favorite things with employees is on a long enough timeline, they're going to see all the things I say are real. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be a thousand moments of like they come with some vulnerability and this just happened the other day. And one of the employees like they were saying something and I was like, to be honest, I actually don't understand like because they didn't they were like super nervous to tell me something in front of the team. And when they told me, I was like, I don't understand why you'd be nervous about that. And so I wanted to understand. So I was like, I actually don't know why you like think about something where it's like their big confession the thing they don't want to say in front of people is i want to eat lunch and you're like i don't why were you like it now it becomes important to understand why you didn't want to say that right, in front of the group because it was so like right normal yeah and when they like couldn't even tell me they just started crying whoa yeah yeah i haven't even talked no. about this and i was like okay there's something deep here so i want to figure out like what what's going on and she told me and like the whole confession was she felt like she was telling me something that would make me think less of her that like she wasn't working hard enough or she didn't want to do work and i'm like look you've so earned your reputation with me over time like Mm -hmm. you're not going to evaporate that reputation in an instant and i said you know look this is how i I won't spend all the time but like you know me you know how i react in Mm -hmm. situations like that i was like i totally get it like don't even worry about it like you're a beast like you don't have to worry that this is somehow eroding i'm so grateful that you spoke up and she was like i hear you say this stuff all the time in like content but she's like really sitting across from you Mm -hmm. and like i have the chills and like you're you're really doing it and you're making me feel a certain way and she was like wow thank you and that's like a cool moment and i i love that because i know over time like people think it's a shtick or whatever but it's actually me trying to be like you know my thing i want the things that i say on mic if somebody were to wake me up in the middle of the night punch me in the head and then ask me questions i would answer the same way because it's just fundamentally who i am and earning that trust over time with people is exciting it's fun for me because it's like when you're acting in accordance with your best self or the person you want to be is probably mm-hmm. a better way to say it then it's like over time it's it's going to improve the relationship so if she's like yeah this is a lot of words people should be very okay earning that trust over time as long as the other person isn't just throwing jabs for no reason right and then also to add to that that um remember like a 
big important thing you just said is over time like people can't expect one time to be understanding be like I don't understand you know like I can't believe that they don't realize because I was very understanding when I did x y and z it's like it takes time to earn that reputation of being trustworthy so I mean kind of going back to this question when you said like there is no shortcut you're absolutely right because he her partner her new partner is going to have to prove it over a long period of time and she's going to have to prove to her partner that she's willing to get over it and she's willing to be open and vulnerable and look the worst that can happen is yes he uses it against you right like that's very real he could absolutely turn and be just as abusive as your last two partners and you don't know that but the one thing that I would always recommend and I've told myself this as well is you can't have regrets for trying because you've got two options well I guess three you've got an option to hold back and never really have a full truly fulfilled and committed relationship because you can't open up to them you can open up and they can reject you or you can open up and can be the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen and felt for the rest of your life so the truth is those are your options and so which one are you willing to do for me I'm absolutely willing to put myself out there on the chance that yes I could get hurt but the thing that is so beautiful that can come out of it to me way outweighs the emotional turmoil that I'd have to go through from finding out that this boyfriend is now also um, abusive one hopefully not abusive but not right for you oh and one more thing to add to that actually also is I would look at my past relationships and say what are all the things that I should have seen coming that I ignored and write them down so that you've almost got like a safety not a safety net a um a kind of what am I thinking of like a book um a rule book that okay well hang on a minute I actually wrote that down and he just did that okay that needs to be a, like not a trigger but that needs to be a warning sign mm. because you saw it last time and you didn't act on it well you're seeing it this time so should I change or should I keep going but it it does help I think with the warning signs yeah great advice and um, anybody that wants to go deeper on this subject, check out Robert Greene's book, The Laws of Human Nature. He talks mm. about this and he talks about how people get these patterns set in their early life and they just end up being attracted to like really um, stuff that is really bad for them. And he gives a very compelling case for go back, work through whatever that is, figure that out. And then all of a sudden that pattern in your what you find attractive will go away. Mm. Um, and it, it was really, really succinct. Um, I won't do it justice. I'll just say go read it. Mm. Robert Greene. And we did Robert have him on the show, so if you're interested in we watching... We did, but he didn't talk about it. No. My, nobody's fault but my own, obviously. But, um, yeah, the book is... It, there's a lot. There was no way to get to it in one episode. Legitimately, I could have him on right now and do episode two, and I could probably have him on a week later and do episode three. Like, oh. that's how dense <clears throat> the book is. He really covers some phenomenal stuff. <clears throat> anyway. Nice All right, moving on to the next question. Um, Tom from London... Wow, that's actually his name. That's amazing. That really is his name. Well, obviously not his God-given name. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I've been married one year to the love of my life, but our relationship has always had trust issues. I don't trust her as she has lied to me and betrayed my trust both before we were married and whilst we were 
we've been married but I still love her so much we have crazy chemistry and she's always so convincing that she's going to change and do everything she can to make it work so I've stayed with her at what point do I say enough is enough I have a great career I want to focus on and my toxic relationship feels like it's holding me back and making me unhappy but I love this girl very much and I do have some hope we can work it out if it was just a relationship I would have 100% walked away but because we're married now, should I be fighting harder for this? Ooh, this is awesome. This is going to be fun to answer. So, uh, and it's going to be fun to answer because I'm going to think through my position um, as I answer. So, here is my um, stance. You're saying toxic relationship, so that makes me really, really tense. I do not think that people need to be in a relationship. I would never be in a toxic relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that I would just break up with them. It means that I would make the relationship better or I would get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like those are two options. Okay, so option one, make the relationship better. I'm going to guess that they've tried just stuff like together, like, hey, here's what I want. Yes, I can do that. I'm going to get better. I want to get better for you. But they haven't worked with a trained professional. I would say... It is officially trained professional time. Mm. So we need to get somebody in there that can get to the root cause of why she keeps lying. Is it that she's got some deep-seated insecurities, some things that she needs to process through that she hasn't? And so she really means it when she said that she's going to do better, but doesn't know how to do things like use identity, beliefs, and values, mm -hmm. and all that stuff to like change who she is? Is it that she's had some issue with like candid honesty in the past? And so it's like she just has a really hard time like saying the things that she needs to say. And so because she's not saying the things that she needs to say, it starts to pile up. And then she goes and like, because we don't know what the lies are. And she lies as like some sort of relief valve to, you know, not upset him or not feel the way that she's feeling. Okay. All sort of giving her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, cool. If it's that, then I think that we're going to be able to get through it. We work with the therapist. We figure out just exactly what's been stopping her from being consistent with the behavior. Okay. The other is bitch just be lying. And now we've got a problem. <laughs> And I wish people could have just seen the, <laughs> your body language when you did that. So if we're in a situation where we're just dealing with somebody who is doing dirtbaggy stuff, mm -hmm. like that is get out, get out, get out, get out. So it is, it's impossible to know from our vantage point, like what the issue mm -hmm. is. But if she's just like out and out lying and we're dealing with somebody who is legitimately a toxic person, um, then, yeah, I think having a knowing that marriage is not like having children. It's, hey, it's sad that it didn't work out, but mm. do not stay in a toxic relationship that can't be made any better. And how would you say he would find out which one it is? He knows already. I guarantee it in oh. in his heart of hearts yeah, right now. He knows right. the answer to that. And so he's got a value system around marriage, which I fully respect. And he doesn't just want to, you know, be like, well, it's just a girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. But you you cannot lock yourself into something like that if if the person is not being sincere, because the the sort of option B on this one is when she says, I want to change me better. She's lying. Mm. And he said she's convincing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she's actually in her heart being sincere. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you which of those is true. I would obviously start with the, hey, I bet that we can really work through this. We're going to get a professional in here. We're not just going to keep trying to do the same things because the definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different result. Mm -hmm. They've already tried mm -hmm. multiple times to solve it on their own. They have not been able to do that. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, you know, 
move on now, escalate to a therapist. Nothing wrong with that. There's weird stigmas around that. People are super resistant. If you and I were having trouble and we weren't able to process through, immediately, oh, and I'd a be like, a thousand percent. Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. So, yeah, that is precisely what they need to do. Yeah, that's so true. And um, assuming, though, that she really means it and that she really does want to, because I think I'm completely 100% with you on if she doesn't, she's lying. I just couldn't be with someone like that. I couldn't trust them. It's a toxic relationship that will feed into everything else you do. And then if you leave it, it's only going to get worse every year. And then, God, the worst thing is then you guys have kids. And now you really don't have a great relationship and you've bought kids into that type of dynamic. Like, that's so unhealthy. Um, But assuming that she does mean it, and just for whatever reason can't um therapy totally agree but if they don't go to therapy just like how do we try it on our own the one thing that i would think of is like setting kind of what we do is like almost deadlines ground rules and then what are we gonna it's like a business it's like okay if i'm having trouble with um being honest or staying honest with you then i'm going to do x y and z over the period of the next three months So what I would do is really figure out like what's the timeline going to look like? What things are you going to practice over that timeline um, to then get to being, you know, bonded and having the relationship that he really wants? Um, And I'd need to see the actual effort because this going back to like my ex-boyfriend, which is funny, I've brought him up twice now, but going back to him, it was exactly the same. We lived on the really, really highs and the really, really lows. There was nothing in between, right? And because of that, it was like this vicious cycle that just never ended. Once, like, the highs, like, drop low, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. This never going to happen again. I'm, I really, you know, do apologize. And then what you see is the very next day, it's not like they've done anything to actually change. They haven't it's just words. So people can very much smooth talk in the moment, but really to me, it's about what they're going to do after that that really holds the weight or how dedicated they are to helping improve that relationship. Word. Word. Um, all right, next question. This comes from Irene Chang. What's the biggest lesson learned about relationships being together for so long? Uh, the the true answer is a lame answer because people hear it all the time. And I hope that they really let it sink in that you hear this all the time because it is so true that really having good communication, which I'll define to at least make the answer more interesting, but having good communication is for sure the key. Um, I'll give a few things. So first to define good communication, defining terms, that's huge. Having um, certain things like we define the word important. Like if I say, hey, this is important Mm -hmm. to me, you're going to drop whatever you're doing. You're going to do that thing that I'm asking for. You can't abuse that. Um, And then other things. So you've got communication is super important. Wanting the other person to win is incredible. Like you have to foster that within yourself. You really have to like focus on um, I'm in this partnership now to think of it as a Mm. partnership, to think of it as an equal partnership, which people oddly enough struggle with. Um, But really, really building into your mind, thinking about it all the time, pushing yourself to really see that person as your equal. And if you're reinforcing that all the time, like, because I think people have an easy time with that in the beginning when it's love and it's fire and it's all this. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I'm just like feeling it. And then over time, you begin to realize I'm better at this. She's better at that. And then people begin to like value, well, this thing that I'm better at is actually better than this. Or no, the thing she's better at is actually better than the things that I'm better at. So maybe you're not even feeling secure about the relationship. And it's like if you both just go, look, 
we're together because this is a rad exchange of value. We are equal partners in this across the board. Like one thing I will um, give us credit for, like understanding how to navigate money is a big one. Like if you're in the early days, and this is mm-hmm. an example of where really embodying, there've been two big moments I'll say where we really embodied that we were equal partners. One was when I was the only one working and yet we pulled the money together and we said, this is our money equal 50, 50, hundred percent. We had the same amount of spending money. And I never once was like, well, I'm the one out earning the money. Like that just seemed patently absurd to me. It's like, we've structured our life the way that we've structured it because we say you staying home has value. Me going to work has value. They are of equal value. And we come together with that belief. And then the other time was when we structured impact theory and the lawyers and you were like, Tom, you should have 51% and Lisa should have 49. I was like, fuck you over my dead body. The signal that that sends to my wife, no way. Like I would rather burn this company to the ground than send her even the smallest signal that somehow we are not exactly equal partners. So I said, make this the ultimate divorce nightmare. It is a 50-50 company. That's just the way that it's going to be. And I trust in our relationship enough at this point that like it, it just has to be that. And so when those moments arise, making sure that you get a chance to prove to yourself and to each other that this is truly a partnership. And I think if people had that sense about them, that like, this is equal, I really value this person, that they're saying it, they're thinking it, they're talking about it, they're acting in accordance with it. It's crazy how that like then fills you. Mm. And I think that that's one that people don't often talk about that's like extraordinarily powerful. Yeah. Wow, that's really great, babe. Um, For me, what's the biggest lesson learned about relationships? That you don't have to, you can come together and be completely equals and at the same time be super individual and come together as like this this partnership 50-50. I always thought it kind of had to be one or the other. Like I couldn't be completely mean, independent and confident and still give myself over to you completely, whether that's financially or just emotionally. Um thinking that I couldn't be um, a nurturing wife and yet a badass businesswoman all at the same time that I had to choose. And over time, our relationship and you and our communication and what we've built together has made me realize that's such bullshit and that it doesn't have to be like that. And we've constructed the lives that make sense for us and not listening to it needs to be this or it should be that. Um, That's been the most powerful thing for me because I growing up really struggled with the duality of wanting to be a lovely wife and um, you know really take care of my husband like I wanted that and at the same time I wanted to be you know a filmmaker and you know academy award winner movie director and I had all these big dreams and I used to think to myself like I couldn't have both and our relationship the way we communicate the respect we have for each other Um, has really allowed me to explore and realize, wow, I can. Truth. And then I'll just button it with a growth mindset. Wanting to get better Mm -hmm. so that if you're in an argument or something that you can actually be open to, oh, yeah, they're actually right about that. I am wrong 100% fully on me. I am less than I want to be. 
And if in that moment that's a destructive realization, you will fight and you'll keep going to prove your point so you don't want to feel badly about yourself. But if you have a growth mindset and you're like arguing, 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 and then you realize, oh, actually, they're right. And you can on a dime be like, oh, my God, you're right. This just happened a couple episodes ago where I was like I set up everything perfectly to have to win or it would be embarrassing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to dismantle your argument. And then you hit me with something that gave me this sense of like a key sliding into a lock. And I could feel like, whoa, she's on the verge of giving me like this really powerful um, reframe to her and the way that you are. And I thought it's going to be embarrassing to like just stop and listen. But that's exactly what this moment calls for is mm -hmm. to stop and listen to, and to see if there's something that I can learn. And doing that, like that's how you avoid hurting and upsetting the other person because you just keep fighting, even though they, they know they have some powerful insight. And it's like if you just keep pushing back, it. Yeah, you, you lose so much credibility in those moments. And so being able to admit when you're wrong, doing it ideally as fast as possible. Um, yeah, and then keys to the kingdom. It's interesting. We could do a whole episode on this. We could do a whole fucking book on this if I'm honest. Um, but keys to the kingdom. Give the keys to the kingdom. Tell the other person how to um, soothe you, maybe the best word, at a moment of lack of emotional, emotional sobriety. To say to the person, hey, if I ever get there, I'm escalated, I'm, I'm mad, I'm angry, mm. I'm hurt, I'm whatever, here's how you soothe me. Yes. And that's always been really powerful mm -hmm. for us so that you know, like, oh, okay, cool, I know exactly what you want in this moment. Um, like, for instance, with the don't just tell me what to do, just listen. And that was a keys to the kingdom moment. So we talked, you know, in a, mo a moment of emotional sobriety of like, hey, I'm just going to ask. Like, is this a moment where you want to be listened to or do you want a solution? I'm down for either. Like, I want to serve you. I want to be here for you. Um, and so we we know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, having and what, little moments like that. And what even more specific than that, though, is, you know, when I, if we get into this scenario again, I want you to reach out and touch my leg, right? Like, be that honest and that real and give the keys to the kingdom so that they know exactly how to act because the truth is you do want to come to an agreement and no one's going to guess so if you can tell each other how to act to be able to then de-escalate the situation it can be so freaking powerful and it doesn't have to be touch it can be okay i just want you to say i respect you i'm going to give you an hour and walk away like whatever is that thing that you need to help get centered and get back to zero so that you can solve whatever issue that you're having it can be so freaking powerful but you've got to do the work you've really got to you've got to do the uncomfortableness you've got to um put yourself out there and, and you know there's a potential that someone's going to be like, really, that's what you want? Like, there's a risk to being that vulnerable and telling your partner exactly what. And to me, if somebody came back to me and used it against me or was like, that's what you want, I'd be like, okay, maybe they're not right for me. Or maybe they're not they're not understanding what we're trying to do here. Um, and then to treat, try to keep um, improving that. You just brought up some advanced class shit. Let's talk about that. So using something against someone here here is one of the most magical things about making an awesome relationship. There are going to be times where people are vulnerable around you and they tell you something that you know in a future argument. I could use that against you. Oh my God, this is going to come in so handy the next time she's having a go at me for X, Y, Z. In that moment, your mind will kick it up and be like, remember when she said this? You got her dead to rights. Mm -hmm. You could so use this and win this argument. Right. If you do that, 
you will undermine your relationship so fucking fast. You will win the argument and you will lose the war. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And I will say that you and I have been extraordinary about that. Like we've told each other everything. And yet we don't use it against the other person. We don't use their insecurities, their foibles, their mistakes, none of it. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful to me. And this is like one of those things that I, I want to believe, and I actually think I do believe, I do believe it. You know about me the following. If you cheated on me and we ended up going our separate ways, I still wouldn't tell people your secrets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because that's who I want to be. Yeah. The person that I want to be would never do that. And why? Because in the relationship, that makes it so much more powerful. So knowing that, knowing that you're with somebody who's like, it, it matters to me to never use that against you to hurt you. Because even if you go on to do something that hurts me, like doing the retaliatory strike to me is like, it's a certain kind of person. A certain kind of person does that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that kind of person. Yeah. Love it. All right, so this episode is going out, I think, between Christmas and New Year. So people are about to head into the new year. What one tip do you have? And this is me asking. This isn't a fan question. What one tip do you have to people that if they could make one adjustment in their relationship for 2019, that would be the most um, beneficial? I think the real answer, uh, and then I'll try to give something I haven't already talked about, but the real answer is a growth mindset. Um, If you want to be better, then everything is going to spring forth from that. So here's something we haven't talked about, and this is definitely something that I had to learn. And this was something that came up last night. I was talking to some people here. It's like at some point there's just no substitute for quality time. Phone down, phone off, phone away, engaged with them, listening, wanting to really understand them, and doing things like write down a list of questions, like things that you've always wanted to ask and like ask those questions and like really try to listen and learn from the answers. That depth of quality time, deep connection, it it will pay dividends. Yeah. And we actually, we just on vacation, I asked you, what's the one thing that you would change about me? And I really was wanting to know the answer, like having those types of questions where you're looking to better your relationship. And I asked it because I really wanted you to be honest, mm. but you have to be very open to it. And you have to be in the right headspace and you have to really want to. Such like, it's point. it's a very difficult question to ask your partner, but I found it so empowering. Um, it's not difficult. It's difficult to ask. It nope. is for sure. False. Why, why are you saying false? <laughs> because you can hear something that if you If somebody don't... gets their mind right, like... Yes, sure, but it's still difficult. I, yeah, no, I so get what you're saying. I just think that it is such a powerful and amazing yes, question. Yes, yes. Um, so my one tip, yours was, so I love the growth mindset. I'm going to give something a little more like just very, very specific. And it was, you literally just said it is if you're, when you're in an argument, work on like this year, really work on in that moment to put your guard down and either admit, wow, you're so right. I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't mean it to come across like that, but I clearly made you feel like that. These are the words that we use. Um, it really has made a difference to our relationship because it just makes you feel heard. It 
eliminates like that fighting period where you've just now spent the last 24 hours like you know um, feeling weird and not being connected and it's very very difficult and it takes time and me and you have been practicing it for I mean god knows how long we've been practicing it, and it's very difficult but as we start to get better and as we started to get better I should say and we've gotten them I mean even now we're not perfect but it does it has changed everything babe we used to like on vacation get into an argument and then we'd literally waste an entire day out of two days that we had on vacation still arguing so it has changed fundamentally I think how we interact with each other and our time that we do have together so if they do your number one which is put your phone down be engaged and then they get into an argument then practice my tip there it is there it is nice all right guys thank you so much for joining us if this is adding value it'd be amazing if you went and rated and reviewed on itunes that would be extraordinary it helps more than you can imagine uh to get the word out to draw more people in hopefully to help more people so hope you guys are having an amazing holiday thank yeah, you so much for joining thank us thank you. you haven't already be sure to subscribe and until next time my friends be legendary be legendary Take and care. happy new year yeah buddy Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.